Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. What's up, Kendo Jedi? Happy to see you as ever. Please hit me up in the chat. If you like what we're talking about, hit me with a number one. Uh, today, I want to talk about... Uh, hey, what, dude, what's up, Morgan? Good to see you, brother. Happy to see you. So today we're talking about the upside of disgust. Kendo Jedi with a CWO, number one. Thank you, sir. I agree. So uh, the upside of disgust. So yeah, if you've noticed, I've been talking a little bit like recently about the, uh, the idea of divine discontent. And I, you know, that's nice. That's a nice kind of uh, sugarcoat to what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the power of being disgusted. In particular, being disgusted with yourself. Have you ever been disgusted with yourself? I'm sure we've all been there. Those moments when you look in the mirror and your your stomach's not as flat as you want it to be. Uh, you look at your bank account and you're disgusted on that you blew so much money on dumb shit. Right? disgust what i would like you guys to do is i would like you to maybe stop worrying so much about trying to be happy and comfortable all the time i would like you guys to maybe explore the idea you have my complete permission my complete permission to be disgusted with yourselves silverback muay thai morgan what's up morgan he gives a hundred percent up the net uh, guys, hit me up in the chat. We are out on YouTube Live. We are on Instagram Live. We're Facebook Live, Twitter Live, LinkedIn Live, pretty much everywhere. I think we're even on Twitch. I don't even use Twitch. Um, and then I'm really excited because I've been disgusted at the reach that I've been getting. I've been discontent. We are now going to be on Apple Podcasts. So we're probably going to really blow up now, which I'm really excited. Everything I understand on the statistics of podcasting is that something like 75 to 80% or more of your listeners are actually come, come from that spot. And we're on Spotify. We're on all of that stuff. But now we're going to be on Apple Podcasts. So our reach is growing, growing because I've been disgusted with it. So I want to know, like, do you guys, how much guts do you have right now to on a random uh, podcast? Well, maybe it's not random. You definitely are tuning in because you probably know who I am. Um, Stellar Steven's giving me a number one. So <clears throat> I'm just going to be real. From my experience, when I look back on being, I'll be 50 years old this year, and I've had a number of uh, accomplishments that I'm very proud of. Many of them happened now years later, but they happened because of a moment of absolute and utter disgust that I had with myself. Just going to be real. Now, you know, it's shameful sometimes, the things that you've done uh, that make you disgusted with yourself. Maybe you had a drug habit. Maybe it's playing too many video games. Maybe it's too much time on porn online. Maybe it's too much food. Uh, there's all kinds of reasons in this age why you could be 
rightfully disgusted with yourself. But what I want to do is I wanted to have you not try to avoid that or mask it with any kind of uh, psych med or anything like that. I would like you to sit with your emotions and I would like you to maybe try to understand why. Why am I disgusted with myself? And use that to coach yourself out of it. Because if you're disgusted, what is disgust? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I always do. I'm going to go to my fancy etymological dictionary. And I'm going to go up here and I'm going to read it. Disgust, a noun from the 1590s, means repugnance, excited by something offensive or loathsome. Um, from the French word disgust, strong dislike, repugnance, literally distaste. Um, blah, 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 an aversion. Now, the verb, to have a strong distaste or repugnance to, have a distaste for, yeah, uh, disgusting, causing disgust, offensive to the taste, physically, morally, or aesthetically. Fair? So, I would like you guys to consider this idea. Go back in time. Think about those times where you were just absolutely, I remember one time in college, this was after I had uh, beaten cancer. I had been in very, very good shape prior. I was 15 when I was diagnosed. For about two years, I was just hammered by the treatments, by, um, by the chemotherapy, the radiation, the surgeries, all the nonsense. It just hammered my body. And I had healed for about a year, but I had not really gotten back into being physical again. I think I was probably like 18 years old. In fact, I know I was 18. So I was 18 and my body had been decimated. I was in the worst shape of my life because I'd just gotten done with all this chemo and radiation and whatnot. At, at the worst, when I started the chemo, I was 15 years old. I weighed 160 pounds. I remember this. I was 160 pounds and six foot one. I ended up being six foot two. I'm all, well, almost six foot two. I'm like just shy of it. And, uh, but I was 6'1", 150 pounds, and I was in good shape for a 15-year-old, able to do like 50 push-ups on a spot, all that kind of stuff, right? What's up, BJ? Good to see you, bro. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I was healing. I was definitely not in my body because I had been in so much pain and weakened so much. But by, uh, by the end of chemo, I'd gone from 150 pounds to 117 pounds. Lost 33 pounds. Okay? And um, I was weak as shit. I was uh, definitely on the other side. What's up, BJ? Says, hey, bud, looking good. Thanks, bro. Coming for you. That means something, man. Dude, I, I've, I've been seeing, by the way, BJ, I've been really enjoying the footage of you in the gym, bro. You're looking as good as ever. So strong. Love to see you get back at it. Um, Clayton George out there says, let's see. What's he say? So many of us aren't filled with self-disgust so much as intense self-disappointment. We should have been able to deal with X, we thought, but we didn't. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, dude, I, I don't think disappointment's enough. Somebody could be disappointed in me and I'm like, but if I'm disgusted, like sick to my stomach, like grossed out, Dude, at that point, like, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I, maybe I'm different. It works for me. It works for me. 
Um, what's Ryu Ken? What's up? He says, Hey, coach, happy to see you, brother. So I had gotten down from 150, I just got my black belt in Taekwondo. Okay, it's not like a big deal. I got my black belt in Taekwondo at 15. I'd worked for it for a number of years. I was in great shape, could do push ups and squats and sit ups, pull ups, and just go, 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 right? Go through, get new, literally radiation treatment, get fucking chemo, totally toxic poison. All these surgeries, and I'm down. I lose 33 pounds off of 110. I'm 117 pounds. Now, I had always, because I'd been in martial arts, never been bullied. And in fact, maybe I abused my my station as being six foot, 150 pounds and, and not afraid to fight. Um, and now I was on the other side of it, getting bullied. And I was getting disgusted with myself. And so I went the other way. I got into drugs, started drinking, smoking weed dropping acid, all that, went to college my freshman year and only got worse. Um, and I remember I was, it, it was uh, spring break. Everybody had left for spring break and I was in the dorms by myself, total loser. Cause you know, I, the parents could pay for these kids to have spring break. Uh, I, I never was able to do that. Right. So anyway, I, um, I'm sitting there in this dorm room. And I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like out of shape, scrawny, and I'm just weak. And I was disgusted. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I got down and I tried to bust out 10 push-ups and I could barely do 10 push-ups. And at that point, I was like, holy shit. Now, I don't know why my reaction was to get down push-ups when I got disgusted with myself. But that, thank God, was my response. And then I had the metric like, shit, I can't even do 10 solid good push-ups in a brown-up. Like, this is not even good. So that started my journey back to fitness, right? So this was, this had to be 1990. And I started back, got back into, into fighting and martial arts and uh, into grappling and judo and all these other things and got myself back. And that eventually has led me to where I am today, traveling the world, coaching, helping people with uh, the greatest combat sport martial art the world's ever known having been coached and trained by the absolute pinnacle in on the planet all because i got disgusted looking at myself that day just it's powerful you need to allow it you don't you don't want to drown it out you want to wallow in that disgust until it pushes you to do something morgan says almost everything i've done that's good for my life came from disgust disgusted with the nine to five disgusted with weight gain business results, et cetera. All those things caused me to make drastic changes. That is 100% spot on, Morgan, 100%. Uh, and we've got um, Stellar Steven says, I love Harry Smith's pro profile cover photo quote. Quote, it is difficult to understand the universe if you only study one planet. Maybe not related to the topic, but resonated. I have no clue how that is related. Although we will, Harry and I will be in uh, Orlando at Brian Ruscio's gym, Grappling Mastery. Super duper excited. A lot of buzz. Me and Harry are going to be out there. If you know, uh, you guys have to know Harry Smith. You know who I am. You got to know who Harry Smith is. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., son of the British Bulldog, uh, beast, catch wrestling champion, grappling champion, uh, very famous pro wrestler, um, is a uh, full coach with scientific wrestling, trained with Billy, the whole deal. Just a great guy. Um, super great guy. 
So um, we're going to be February 25th, 26th. You guys want to sign up for sure, for sure, guys. Uh, coachingcatch.com is the registration page. And, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people uh, in the industry so far. Now, I can't guarantee anybody's going to be there, but these are the guys that say they want to show up because it's in Orlando. Uh, we've already had uh, Joaquin Wild, WWE main eventer, uh, Phantasm Del Legado or Legado de Phantasmo, or bad with the Mex the Spanish, but um, Joaquin Wild is going to be there. This guy's a stud. He's already come to one camp. He said Karrion uh, Cross has shown interest. We've got uh, Drew G Gulak has shown interest, possibly bringing um, uh, Way Regal's son, which is. Uh, his ring name, Charlie Dempsey. Um, who else is coming? Possibly Shayna Baszler is going to pop in. So, uh, guys, that is going to be a killer. Dude, all of the camps, I don't know what to tell you. You guys are missing out. Be disgusted that you missed out on the opportunities to, that I provided to train with Dick Cardinal, Wade Chalice, Mark Schultz, Josh Barnett, Fujiwara, Billy Robinson. Dude, I don't know what to tell you. You have to show up. Coachingcatch.com. These are legends. And this year is going to be fantastic too, man. This year is going to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be, so me and Harry in Orlando. Then of course, we've got Sam and Jesse and Luis. All of those guys, super studs. I mean, I'm just so proud to have a part of the program. Um um, so the audio guys who know scientific wrestling know those gentlemen. We're also going to have, uh, we're talking to Dan Severn. He's committed. We're just trying to figure it out. We're going to have Billy Scott, who uh, Billy Robinson called the greatest American that he ever trained. Billy Scott, who is, is a friend of mine, but he's also uh, was on the roster for the UWFI. I mean, dude, and then the last camp is going to be Wade and Josh again, just like we used to do at the pin and submit tournaments. Uh, or uh, not tournament, sorry, the uh, training camps with Josh and, and uh, Wade. So this year, that's why I set up this year also for the first time, Accelerator Pass. It's like a season's pass. You buy it, it gets you. Now, for those of you who don't know, you could just come to the Accelerator and get better and go back and kick ass at, at your home dojo or gym. That's what a lot of people do. But then there's a, a large number of people that actually use it to enroll in our coaching program and you end up with a coaching certification. In short, it takes 10 camps for you to hit assistant coach, another 10 camps to hit full coach. Uh, and then you get all, obviously you get all the training and everything that comes with it. But the uh, season pass idea, I said, listen, how can I help these people? Man, I'm try I try to do this. Is for how long are we doing this? It's 2006. Well, actually, it's 2004, we've been doing uh, training camps. So almost 20 years, uh, almost since the very beginning uh, when we started in 2003, 20 years ago. But I thought, what can I do to help these guys even further to get to the, one of these accelerators? I came up with the season pass. Basically, you can buy 10 camps at once, the whole season. You come to those, you'll be already an assistant coach. Plus, you're going to get trained with, like I said, Wade Chalice. Greatest pinner in the uh, in the planet, America's greatest pinner, five sport combat sport all American. I mean, just, you know, you guys know all this. Josh Barnett, the man when it comes to uh, flag of catches catch can in MMA for 15, 20 years, still going. The guy's uh, total amazing. 
um, all the guys. But again, Harry Smith and I are going to be there. And I think we're bringing some, a lot of WWE guys are going to uh, come in and train. So sign up, dude. It is less than a month. Figure it out, dude. And like, uh, like Morgan said, man, maybe you need to get disgusted with your ability to generate enough money to come to these things. Just being real. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just trying to be a friend. Like, you know, we can all make up this bullshit. Like, I was talking to some people today. I had some clients I was talking to. I think that this idea of having happiness as a goal is a jerk off. I think it's stupid. Okay. And I've got to learn to not cuss. This is something that I have to do. I have to get discussed with like cussing because I've learned that if you cuss on YouTube, they shadow ban you, which is probably why I'm not getting any engagement because I cuss left and right. But that's why I'm also getting on Apple Podcasts so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Uh, <laughs> and still hit that reach. Uh, BJ says, have to get back to work. My friend always inspiring. I'll finish this later. Good seeing you. Keep up the great work. Talk to you later, Jake. Yeah, BJ's a stud. Thanks, bro. BJ's a real stud. What's up, Jonathan Irwin? Stellar Steven. We got everybody jumping in here. Happy to see all you guys. Let me get back on the chat for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, let's see. Stud. Or David says, I'm disgusted with old pictures of myself. Well, guess what? You probably should be. I mean, I, I have things that I'm disgusted. I mean, everybody's done things where they're just freaking beyond even disappointment. Hey, guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So, we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment, it's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. I don't even know if disappointment is enough to dislodge. You know, I have this, this talk that I give. I, I did this podcast. It's a very big podcast. A friend of mine, Michael Broken, has a huge podcast on. It's like mental health, wellness, and stuff like that. And in it, I talk about the, the pillars of greatness. And one of the pillars of great, greatness that I discuss on that podcast is hitting rock bottom. <laughs> it's really this realization when all the bullshit and excuses that you've told yourself just won't cut anymore. You're just sick of it. Have you ever had that with somebody else where they just, you're just sick of it. You're like, you know, they're full of it and you're sick of it. You're like, I don't want to hear it. Just do it. You got to sometimes get that place with yourself. Sometimes you got to get there yourself. Uh, Morgan says, I'll be there in Orlando. I'm excited, man. What experience I'm getting back from Thailand two days before the camp. First thought I was going to be exhausted. Then I caught myself and said, screw that. I'm not missing. Dude, 
That's the animal. That's what it takes. So let's talk about some of these WWE guys, right? They have to go and wrestle like a pay-per-view and totally demolish their body and then show up on Monday Night Raw and do the same horrid hard labor 360 days a year. That's what it takes to get to that level. And I'm trying to push you to go to that level. I'm trying to have you hold yourself at a higher standard. I'm trying to change your disgust level to where you're disgusted with just ordinary. Have you ever even contemplated that? Like average? Like getting a C or a B? You should be fucking disgusted. Contemplate that. But now now take it outside of dumb school and take it to like your personal life. Like maybe you should, like, you know, Grant, Cardone, uh, huge mentor, huge influence for me. Love the guy. Um, great, great human. He, he recently got a lot of heat for basically saying you should be ashamed of yourself if you're uh, a family man, a father, and you're making less than $400,000 a year. And he pissed a lot of people off, but maybe, maybe you should be disgusted with yourself if you're not making uh, $300,000, dollars $500,000 a year. Because guess what? That's what it's going to take with inflation. Inflation's a bitch, dude. You understand? It used to only cost $30,000 to buy a house. Now it's $500,000. So you need to be more disgusted than the rate of inflation, at least, with what you're making. Uh, Stellar Steven says, I love Cross. I saw... Uh, I some about his bouncer video and Stellar Stevens says, nice Dempsey. And then Stellar Stevens blowing me up. He says, I was watching Saku videos. So glad Billy Scott is coaching both UWFI guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and he, you got Punisher uh, from Wade. Yeah, great stuff, Ryu. Yeah, um, Wade's a stud, dude. Wade is, like I said, I don't know. Outside of wrestling, I probably don't know much about you. I don't know much about anybody. Well, in wrestling, oh, the other person that, that I've got on for the Denver camp uh, just said he'd do it. He's got to check his schedule, but he gave me a tentative. Yes, is his bull pal, super badass, Machado third-degree black belt, Greco-Roman All-American, feel world grappling games champion. If there's an Olympic, everybody says, oh, well, Feel as the Olympics of uh, of grappling and blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, we're not, uh, you know, maybe Abu Dhabi isn't. Maybe it's Fila, you know. And anyway, uh, he won that. He's also uh, come to many camps uh, with Billy Robinson. Highly influenced. In fact, I remember a day uh, where we worked on the double wrist lock. Uh, him and me and Billy and, and a couple other people. And after that, he just was like, dude, the double wrist lock is my favorite move. And he started demolishing people with it. So. Uh, he's going to be at the Denver date. Guys, get over to uh, coachingcatch.com. Uh, coachingcatch.com. That is the registration. Has all the details. Has all the information. If you want to use it for more than just uh, a training camp, which you can. Um, dude, amazing stuff. So anyway, yeah, I want you guys to maybe consider, like, stop settling. I think that's something that happens. Like, I think part of the expectations of like growing up, we're, we're, we're conditioned to settle. And, and it's, it's like, okay, there, right now, 
uh, this this group, the the World Economic Forum, is meeting in Davos, Switzerland. Do you guys know who these guys are? Uh, give me give me a yes or so if I can explain who they are. Klaus Schwab. Have you heard of that freaking guy? The guy looks just like a fucking like a cartoon character, like Doctor Evil from uh, Austin, Austin Powers, like totally a, a, a goon. And basically what they've done is they've taken socialism and communism and rebranded it with capitalism's terms. So their big thing is, is that by 2030, you, you will own nothing and you'll have no privacy and you'll be happy is, is their claim. And that is one of the things they're working towards. There's a lot of these people. Yeah. Anyway, they're in Davos. And one of the things they want everybody to start doing is eating insects. We heard about this, like making insect, like they just changed. You see, they changed the, uh, the, the food pyramid. So now that, you know, with this new and revised government food pyramid, which just, if you ever, ever trusted the government, dude, like I can forgive it, but like after a certain amount of times, you're just like one of those people that wants to be abused. Like you, you've got to get the hell out. Like it's just ridiculous, right? Uh, Bleckenstein says he's a Bond villain for sure. Uh, he's a, he's a Bond villain that's come to life for sure. You got to dip it. Klaus Schwab, he's a disaster. But anyway, do you guys know my other disgust story about money? Right? So, so for me to get into shape and get back into martial arts, I was just disgusted at chemo sitting there in uh, freshman year, uh, spring break, just disgusted with myself and changed my life for the better. Another time, I was in great shape. I had actually moved to California to pursue grappling because there was no grappling really in Colorado in the early 90s. We had to take people in. We flew in Pedro Sauer from Salt Lake, Caseca Munez, Ricardo Miguel, and I got a few other people into like Boulder Karate. But um, I had Caseca Munez meet me over in the... Um, uh, the, the rec center at the University of Colorado Boulder, a couple of things like that. I, I don't know if you guys know, do you guys know who Rashawn Salam is? Heisman Trophy winner. He was my first co uh, grappling client that I coached. Now, dude, dude, I mean, he was an amazing guy. Rest in peace. I, I love it. I love Rashawn. Funny thing is, is we had such, here's a guy who won the Heisman Trophy, got some trouble because he smoked weed, which is now illegal. Um, ended up leaving him. He was one of the guys that really helped pioneer one in China. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that about Rashawn. And that was because of the interest that, that he and I shared in grappling early. And he was in a uh, creative writing class with me. We started talking about UFC and stuff. And I'd already been ahead in chasing uh, uh, training. So I was teaching him what I knew back then. This is in 90, 92, 93? Uh, 93, maybe 93, 94, actually. Um, anyway, yeah, amazing time. I hadn't thought about Rochelle in a long time. Great guy. But the, the, you know, I graduated, moved to California because I wanted to pursue grappling uh, back in the early 90s and there was nothing really to do. And so I went and um, I was training, dude, it was $200 a month for, uh, I think it was twice a week, might have only been once a week at Carly Gracie in San Francisco. I think he's still around. $200 a week, a month. Back in the early 90s, dude, and I, I had no money. I was so poor. I was working four minimum wage jobs. I was working at a used bookstore. 
I was an usher at a movie theater. I was a bank teller and I worked at a, as a clerk at a video store. Dude, it was awful. I had no money and I was either paying money to the chiropractor or to, to jujitsu. It was awful. It was a rough, it was a rough go, but that's what you do when you're passionate, right? When you make a decision, you commit. But I started to realize, man, this is just the hard way of going about it. I don't have skills. You know, it would be easier if I had more money, but I did. What I was, I was young and had a lot of energy and I was able to make it work. However, one day I was working at the bookstore and um, there was a, a Chinese food place. We were in the Richmond district of San Francisco, which has a lot of Chinese. And there was a Chinese uh, fast food place across the way. $2 lunch special is one treat that I gave myself. $2 was my big treat. So I go across there and I get my Kung Pao chicken, take it back to the break room. And I only have a half hour. So I'm sitting there wolfing it down with my chopsticks, bullshit and talking and whatever. And I get halfway done. Excuse me. I get halfway done and I look down and the box is just full of, I mean, there's Kung Pao chicken, but there's also a crap ton of cockroach carcasses. And that wasn't even the disgust part. The disgust was that I was so poor and needed the calories that I actually plucked out with my chopsticks all of the cockroach parts and finished the food. Disgusting, dude. Disgusting. And that rest of that day, I just was so fucking grossed out with myself. And where I was like, where am I? Like, where? Why am I in this spot? where I am so desperate that I am eating bug parts. By the way, that's my God here because Klaus Schwab wants you guys all to eat uh, bugs. Um, Ryu Ken says, yes, but I was late to the gun, so I don't even know what you're replying to. I apologize for that. Um, Anyway, I was so disgusted that within a year, mind you, I graduated with an English degree, which is useless. I mean, it ended up being useful as a, as a writer because I, I've written so many books. But like back then, in terms of making money and, and having a better life, it's completely useless. And uh, but within one year of that day, picking out those cockroach parts, I was enrolled in grad school for applied economics, which eventually wasn't I didn't even know, but wasn't hard enough or challenging enough. And I actually went into financial engineering, which is basically financial mathematics. Again starting me on the road to entrepreneurship, to wealth, to creating generational wealth, to be able to take care of a family. I've got three kids, take care. And my mom lives here. We're all in a big house that I was able to afford um, because uh, I, I was able to sell a position in the company I'd found in the startup. So do you understand disgust is, I'm not saying fake disgust. I'm saying like, allow yourself to be disgusted or maybe raise your standards so much that you are disgusted if you're living like in a not a good place. Does that make sense? I mean, it's fucked up, dude. Like people are all, there is not a shortage of money out there. I know you guys all feel like there's a shortage of money, but that's because you have not really applied yourself and you're not disgusted enough to figure out other ways. You just want these cookie cutter, easy ways to make money. You have to figure things out and be clever. Uh, Morgan says, your post with the person saying, I trust the government handing over their brain was the realest shit I've seen, LMAO. Uh, Stellar Steven, 
Biggest takeaway for creative writing class. Dude, I don't know. That was like 30 years ago. I have no idea. At this point, like I don't even remember the class. I remember bullshit. Me and Rashawn, I, I remember the biggest takeaway was my friendship with Rashawn Salam. I remember one day we had a uh, an assignment where they said, bring in some music that inspires you. And this is 90, this has got to be 92. I'm guessing 92. And uh and uh, I brought in um uh what is it called? Low End Theory by a tribe called Quest. And dude, Rashawn like lit up because I think Rashawn was like one of the only black guys in the school at the time, you know, because of the, the athletics he was there, but it was very homogenous back then. And I liked that music. I liked Tribe Called Quest a lot, uh lyrically. And so anyway, he he was all about it and that we became very good friends after that. And then the martial arts stuff we wrote became good friends. So I, I sorely miss him. He was a great guy. I was able to hook up with him uh, before he uh, committed suicide. I hooked up with him in Venice. I think it was about a year. And he was telling me about a lot of the work he was doing in China to bring MMA over there. And I just was so damn proud uh, of who he was and who he is. I uh, just missed the guy. So Ryu Ken uh, says... Creating food shortages. Oh, yeah, man. You think this bullshit with all the side effects from whatever's going on after lockdowns uh, that died suddenly, people? You think that's bad? Just wait until uh, Bill Gates and and all those. You know, Bill Gates owns more farmland than, than anybody. And he really thinks you should be eating meatless burgers and uh, eating insects. And, oh, dude, the whole food thing is a problem and we need to get ahead of it. But. Of course, most people won't. They're too busy swiping left or right or whatever until the freaking axe drops. And then half the people they know died suddenly and just, it's, it's a disaster. But I'm with you, Ryu Ken. Um, Morgan says, I feel like in this soft society we live in, we are taught to be complacent, just accept the bare minimum. It's almost like being ruthlessly ambitious. is treated as a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would maybe... Like, I don't think you, I think ambition doesn't have to be ruthless, meaning like sometimes when you say ruthless, it means like, you know, screw the other guy. I think that you can be ambitious and 100% ethical. And in fact, I think ambition is ethical when you don't screw other people over when you're chasing your ambitions. Look at Elon Musk. Whether you like him or not, I don't give a shit. What I'm saying is, look at Elon Musk. This guy wants to go to flipping Mars. By the way, you guys, if, if you have Netflix, you got to watch this thing called Our Universe, narrated by Morgan uh, Freeman. The coolest special effects, a really neat job of integrating uh, uh, quantum physics, biology, and astrophysics as a documentary. It's so cool. It's so cool. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I think, I think that, you know, the, the key is, is ambition. Um, it, it, like think of all like Amazon, how many people are employed by Amazon? How many people are employed by Twitter or, um, uh, SpaceX or Tesla or like even stuff you don't even think about like McDonald's, McDonald's had an ambition, Roy, Ray Kroc and his brother had an ambition to bring hamburgers to the world, man. And now, like, I just, you have to be real about this. Like, if you study history, you can understand the role of ambition, the role of, of, of 
uh, small business and, and, and all these kind of things in the betterment of humankind and it being consent based. I'm not talking corporatism. I'm not talking rent seeking. I'm not talking revolving door politics of big companies like big pharma, these evil uh, abusers of, uh, or even the Twitter files prior to Elon Musk proven to be manipulating and in the hand of, of government agency, uh, try, uh, agencies trying to manipulate you. Like I'm talking about small business and, and some of the businesses that grow up to be ethical, right? So like not only has like Ray Kroc with McDonald's employed millions of people, allowing them to live a life, uh, you know, a good life. But in addition, Ray Kroc has also, uh, the, the dollar menu, you can, if you're even homeless and you're out just scrounging change, I, I mean, you know, homelessness is a real problem. That's one of the charities I hold near and dear to my heart. Have since I was a kid, I just really feel for these people. But some of them don't have a family network to look after them. They don't have, they might have mental damage or might not know how to deal with the world, whatever. But for whatever reason, they're homeless, but they can even still scrounge enough change from people in a day to get more calories off of the dollar menu at McDonald's than the king of France 600 years ago. Well, maybe the king of France maybe isn't a good example, but like definitely like, dude, like we live in this amazing world of abundance, but it's like you said, uh, Morgan, about the, uh, living in a soft society. It's hard because we want to live in a soft society, right? We want, we want to be able to be safe from the elements. We want to be safe from predators, whether they're politicians in D.C. or they're wild animals. We want to be safe from uh, bacteria and things that, like we've endeavored to do that. Discovering penicillin, uh, advances in plumbing and electronics and all these things that we've done that have made our lives easier. But like you said, we have to be careful. Because a certain amount, uh, there's this idea of formesis, H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S, where there's a good stress that makes you stronger. What, what um, uh, Nassim Tlaib, the guy who wrote The Black Swan, wrote another book called Anti-Fragile. It's this idea, right? You could be fragile, something hits it and it breaks. You could be robust, something hits it and nothing happens. Or you could be anti-fragile, or hormesis, where something you hit it and it gets stronger, like destroying a muscle and then it grows back stronger or inoculating yourself to certain poisons or whatever. These are things that are going away, right? We know that there's this antibiotic crisis where uh, antibiotics have been overprescribed. And so now that's created this weird thing where we thought we were helping, but we ended up making the, the, um, the germs even stronger. So anyway, I don't want to get too far off the subject. I just would like you to challenge yourself to not be comfort. Comfort is the enemy. We live in this age of comfort. Temperature control. I could, I could watch anything I want. There's like Hulu, Netflix, all of the internet stuff. All, I mean, there's, I, I have every choice, everything I want. The problem is, is you're still not happy. Happiness is not the good goal. The good goal is to set crazy, ridiculous goals for yourself. 
Let's say it's financial. Let's say right now that you make $50,000 a year or $40,000 a year. I think I'm, I'm not sure. Let's, let's see what, uh, let me ask Google. Hey, Google, what's the average salary in the United States? According to First Republic Bank, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the median weekly income for full-time workers in America was $1,041 as of the second quarter of 2022. Okay, so the average income is $1,000 a week, which, we, you know, 52 weeks, we could say it's, let's say, $55,000, $60,000 a year. Right? Well, you know, why not be absolutely disgusted with I would be, be disgusted with 60,000. I, I couldn't do it. I've got three kids in private school, a house in, in, in the best zip code in the city, two cars, three businesses, looking after my mother. Like I just couldn't do the things that I want to be able to do in my life with that average. I, that disgusts me. I love my life. I love my kids. I, I would not want them to be in another school. So I fight. I don't have to show up here. I could go spend this hour making money because my hourly is pretty high at this point. But I have the freedom to now. Does that make sense? All because I ate some bugs and it was just so disgusted with myself having to live that way. So what is it that you are or allowing that you should actually properly be disgusted with yourself? Spencer Hoffman, what is, oh, my friend, big man. Happy to see you, dude. Hope things are good down in Mexico. So anyway, guys, I'm going to jump off here. I wanted to jump on, talk about the virtue of disgust the virtue of being disgusted and that it's not necessarily a bad thing and that we shouldn't hide from it. We should look at it as, as feedback, as like what we feel is truly right and wrong in our gut. You know, they say that the microbiome, so much of your thought is in your gut. Well, maybe you should listen to it. Maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and you're disgusted. Maybe you look at your bank account and you're disgusted. Maybe you look at your relationships. Maybe you look at your relationship with yourself. Maybe you're doing dumb things you know you need to stop. Maybe you should be disgusted and allow it to change you. What's up, Justin? Happy to see you, man. You type of MMA in the house. Anyway, all right, guys. That's enough advocating for disgust. Again, I don't know if happiness is the right goal to have. Happiness is a byproduct of achieving your goals. So what is that goal that you're going to make? What, what would make you, what is the opposite of disgust? I'm going to go look here. Relish. Okay, to relish is the opposite of disgust. That's what they say here on the uh, etymology online dictionary. Relish means to, to have an agreeable taste, to enjoy, to take pleasure in. So let's take a moment real quick. What, what would make you relish your life if you were making $200,000 and you could afford to go all to all the camps 
guess what? I'm going to all of them. I've been to every camp since the beginning, except for when I was ill. I've had a couple people cover for me or busy. I've been every freaking camp and, and now I, I run them. But that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Maybe, maybe you need better fitness. Maybe you realize that you can't do some of the things that you would like to do or like to, when you're 90 years old, laying in the hospital bed, dying, you want in that flashback of your life that you accomplish so you feel good. Stellar Steven says, big plan for Saturday, catch salmon or near me. Okay, good, dude. Make it happen. Get to the camps. If you're really crazy and you really want me on your ass in a good way, become a part of uh, the affiliate program. You get me as a coach, not just on, on the grappling. You get me as a coach on business, on making this a part of your life. Make sense? So you can go and check that out, scientificwrestler.com. Now, of course, if this doesn't even apply to you, which as I increase my reach, because we are now going to be on Apple Podcasts and a few other big uh, big distribution channels for this podcast, maybe it's business. Maybe you need to go look over at number one coaching so I can help you. I, am te- I, I have a master's degree in financial mathematics. I've worked as a quant, a statistician. I've started multi-million dollar revenue generating your companies. I sold them. I created the MACE and the fitness movement around the MACE. Revived the entire sport of catches, catch kid wrestling. Influenced the entire game of grappling. And you can have me help you with your business. I help people across all kinds of domains. I've helped uh, people with whiskey distilleries. I've helped people with software companies. I've helped people with finance companies. I've helped people with uh, all kinds of stuff, guys. All kinds of executive coaching, all of it. So I appreciate you. Allow yourself to be disgusted. Pay attention. Up your goals for yourself, your expectations. Have you even... Do you even know what your expectations are for yourself? Sometimes, you know, what is your full potential? Do you even know what your full potential is? Do you, we get glimpses of it, but unless you really truly apply yourself, you'll never know. You can also avoid disgust. You don't have to get to disgust. You can avoid disgust, which is not pleasant, dude. I did not want to eat those bugs. I'm like scarred. I get seared in my memory. It's gross. And dude, we've all done things that we are disgusted with ourselves for. But you can also bypass all that nastiness and just push, push yourself forward, further than you know, than than you think you can go. You'd be really surprised. You'd be really surprised. Anyway, I appreciate all you guys tuning in. I'm going to check out of here and uh, see you maybe tomorrow or the next day. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please, 
Help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.